Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. Escapist Comics Podcast. I'm Jessica Balboni. And I'm Jesse Hitt. And today is September 28th, Saturday. Yeah, that's right. We missed last week. No, we did. no episode. I was out of town. I was. Well, we played the episode interview. Oh, shit. Right. Okay. With, with the Canto Boys. With the Canto Boys. Nice. That's their new name. Yeah. At Canto Boys. Canto Crew. <laughs> also Canto at Canto Squad. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Crew. They should just get all of those names for Instagram. Yeah. There's already at Canto Comic. Yeah. I wonder if just at Canto was already taken. I bet somebody's last name is Canto, uh, or that's like a, a nickname or a contraction of their first and last name. At Cannot. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So they're going to be at uh, New York Comic Con, if you guys are in New York and right. listening to this, this weekend. So go check them out. They have like 8 billion covers for that comic now. Yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. They got a lot of uh, fan artists that just love the comic and are doing really cool new different covers for nice. it. So go buy that comic because it's awesome. And listen to the interview because yeah. it was great. Very informative and insightful and fun. Yes. Two very cool guys. They are very cool guys. Uh, yeah, so go listen to that and pick up Canto. Yeah. And listen to this today. Yeah, gonna... listen, continue to listen because you're, if you're listening right now, yeah. then you can hear what we're saying. It's true. And keep listening. Yeah. I think that would be a good idea. Jesse, what do you have going on? You have shows and stuff? Yeah, I got a bunch of shows coming up. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to get a Kung Fu movie night going at the Alamo Draft what? House in San Francisco on a regular basis. Night. Yeah, it'd be fun, right? Are you going to watch Kung Fu movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and cool. And do like a little bat, little fun themed stuff and do some like Rocky Horror Picture Show type stuff Hell where yeah. we hand out little nunchucks and stuff. What? And, yeah. <laughs> Dance sounds dangerous. fun banter beforehand. Like you're going to poke somebody's eye out. Yeah, I did a Shaun of the Dead screening and they gave us those inflatable um, bang sticks, you know, that you bang together like yeah, you have yeah. in sports games. Did anybody poke their eye out? Uh, no, no, but it That's was good. fun banging them together during scenes where zombies are getting beat up. Nice. I forgot how much I like that movie. Oh yeah, it's a great movie. So good. Yeah, we play that at the brewery all Yeah, the time. ahead of its time, 2004. That was 2004? Yeah, 15 years ago. It's crazy, right? 15 years yeah. ago? Also, God. not even one of the top 20 highest grossing zombie movies of all time. 
Really? It gets beat out at the box office by no less than four Resident Evil movies. No way. Which I guess... The fourth one? Yeah. I mean, we already knew that like commercial success isn't necessarily an indicator of quality, but that really highlighted it for me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, people. <laughs> I just uh, rewatched the first Resident Evil movie, which mm-hmm. I think is okay. It's not totally, like yeah. it's not bad, but the effects do not hold up. Yeah. They're like super cartoony. Yep. Like the tongue monster, whatever the fuck. Creeper, is that, is that what they're right. called? That's right. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Anyways, yeah, it just... Oh, man, it looks so fake. Like, you could put, like, Roger Rabbit in there and it would look better. Yeah. The Matrix <laughs> is kind of the same way. The Matrix, the effects really don't hold up you currently. Know, I just rewatched The Matrix again in theaters. In, like, oh, a Dolby Digital. Yeah. It was, like, the 30th reunion or something. 25, yeah. 25 years did that? Yeah, maybe. 20, 25. No, it was 20 years. Okay. It came out in 2000 or something. Yeah. Like that. Anyways, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it was the 20th anniversary. That's what it was. Yeah. Ugh, by the way, that came out in 1999. Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, and yeah, so we went to that at the AMC and they did the Dolby Digital and it actually looked really great. Really? In theaters. Okay. Maybe digital is what it because like, I think that's looks, what it did. They probably, on I my TV. they cleaned it up yeah. for the for the re-release. Yeah. But I was impressed. I laughed the whole time mm-hmm, sure. at uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Who, they could not clean up his acting. No. Unfortunately. Um, but everyone else was good. Yeah, yeah, still held up. I would never watch the sequels again, though. Yeah, that's uh, true. <sighs> Shot of the Dead in seventy millimeter was tight. Oh, that's it was, cool. It was yeah, seventy millimeter. Yeah, too? yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Pretty red. We're gonna do. We're gonna try to do something at Ghost Town. Yeah, as well, something like oh. that. We have to pick the perfect movie, though. Yeah. Uh, so it has to be something like we want to take down like real hard. Yeah, and it's bad, but fun bad. Yeah, It's not just difficult to watch and boring. Yes, so if you guys have any suggestions, also something we won't get in trouble about. Oh, one. right, yeah. <laughs> you know, that screening. was one of the things we're, one of the big obstacles we're running into with the Kung Fu Night is like what they can get the rights to show. Right. It's much, much more complicated than I thought. It is, it really is. I would have thought it would just be, I don't know, maybe like a uniform process where you just pay a flat fee to whatever the, 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 the studio is and they yeah. let you screen it. But no. I think as long as you don't charge, mm-hmm, um, you're okay. Yep. Uh, but there, yeah, there is some loopholes you can go through. But yeah. Yeah. So anyways, if anybody has any suggestions of things you'd like to watch or hear us talk about or talk shit on, please uh, tweet to us or Instagram to us at yeah. Capus Comics and let us know. Yeah. I've also been going back through the uh, a lot of the mullet era Superman lately. The yeah. Superman Unchained, <laughs> Superman Aliens, Superman versus Aliens. He had a Ooh, mullet. Yeah, in that he had one. a good mullet. The John Byrne Superman, Man of yeah. Steel. He had a pretty good mullet. Yeah, and some Jerry Curl as well. Which makes kind of sense as Superman, but as Clark Kent, the sort of button up, clean cut reporter. No, the yeah. party out back would not make as much sense with that guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't and think so. You think there would be questions around the newsroom? Yeah, about why too. Clark Kent has like a like a Ronnie James Dio. No, I guess Dio had long hair, huh? Yeah, he had long. He hair. He had the sick like bald on top and then long around yeah. the sides look. That's yeah. oh man, I miss that look so much. <laughs> I do not miss that. look. I saw a lot of that. I went to see Bob Seger at Shoreline on Thursday, yeah. and there was some very good uh, haircuts and some very good facial hair. Oh, I'm sure there and was some very fun like '90s rock tattoos. A lot of a lot of bad scorpion tattoos. Oh yeah, scorpions and spiders all over the place. <laughs> Like they were shitty ones. Yeah, real faded. Ooh, yeah, like light green and like splotchy. Oh, man. <laughs> just dripping down the yeah. arm. Just like spreading out yep. all over the place. Real bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. But it was nice to see yeah. a whole bunch of like white dudes in camouflage baseball hats getting together for like nice reasons. Yeah, that is and nice. And not to scream about immigrants and oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's cool. Everybody's just having a good time. <laughs> 
just zero black people. Oh, <laughs> not Jesus a, Christ! A, yeah, that's how, that's why I went up to Portland. It was not the same a thing. Diverse crowd no. at the Bob Seger show, <laughs> yeah. but you know that is uh, that is true. <laughs> yeah, when I went to Portland for Rose City Comic Con, right. yeah. yeah, it was the same thing. Yeah, um, it was like Oakland, mm-hmm. but uh, just as dirty. Yep, uh, lots of tents also mm-hmm. up there. Yeah, more trees. Right. And all white people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, why do people want to move up it's here? It's weird. Austin's the same way. Like anytime, yeah, anytime there's like a cool new city, that feels a little bit coded to me for yeah. it's a place where a lot of white people are moving. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. And then I, uh, I, have, I have people that I know that moved up there and they're like, I made a mistake. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. And then, then it rains too, like a lot as well. Yeah. And like none of those things seem appealing to me. Yeah. Oh, and the beer wasn't as good. Yeah. And cost of living is pretty comparable now. It used to be yeah. cheaper, but used, has yeah. gotten steadily more expensive. Yeah, that's why there were tents everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, Portland. You didn't <laughs> impress me. <laughs> yeah. C plus B minus city. Yeah. I, I like coming back here. Yeah. My rent is still expensive, and there's just as many tents. <laughs> yeah. I think the East Bay really is the best place in the world. Yeah. That's why everyone keeps coming back. Yeah. I've never lived anywhere <laughs> that I liked more. I mean, my favorite place. I've ever lived for yeah sure. i like new york yeah but uh, i hate the winners yeah yeah um anyways read some comics this yeah, week we too. Did. yeah <laughs> not as many as i would have liked yeah i know busy week, Ugh, stupid busy weeks yeah um but let's see let's break down the ones we actually read together let's okay t- we'll talk about the sexy one okay first. let's do number one because it's kind of hard to find also it is uh, and semi-controversial now yeah. Uh, safe sex number one. Or SFSX. Uh, mm-hmm. They had to call it that, too, so people would buy it. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. you can't have sex in the title? I, you, I mean, totally can, but, like, not at some stores. Yeah, sex criminals, I guess. There's the one, there was the, who, the Joe Casey one that was just called sex. It was literally just called sex. Is it yeah. still coming out? No, 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 no. Okay. concluded. Yeah. This was, yeah, safe sex number one, um, written and created by Tina Horn. Funny, the appropriately named because it's a very horny comic, uh, <laughs> drawn and, and colored by Michael Dowling. Yeah, and so Tina Horn is a uh, sex writer. Oh, like we like a columnist or like a no, like no, a no, like she or write, something? No, she writes sexy books. Oh, like erotic novels. Erotic, yeah. Sorry, oh, okay. that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I could uh, pick that up from a writing style a little bit. Oh yeah, good writer. Yeah. I think. Although I will say the book um, was a little wordy. Yeah. A little more than I expected. Not necessarily a bad way, but I just, uh, it was unexpected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also has a great cover mm-hmm. um, by... Uh, Who's that? Oh, by Tula Lote. Tula Lote? Yeah, nice. my favorite. Yeah. My, my favorite cover artist, mm-hmm. for sure. Just one of my favorite artists in general. And she loves doing a sexy cover. Yep, she sure does. She does not shy away from She's that. She's got a very horny Instagram sometimes. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she goes through phases where like she won't post anything for a long time. Yeah. And then it feels like she'll ease in by posting some, like, sexy pics. Oh, yeah. And then just a bunch of regular ones. Yeah. And then she'll kind of, like, drop off for a little while longer. Yep. <laughs> and then she just gets real busy. Yeah. <laughs> she has to run her entire con that she does in. Ooh, right. Yeah. It was just coming up, actually. That was, yeah. It was... I want to go to Thought Bubble. <laughs> oh, that's hers? That's hers, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Her real name is Lisa. Lisa, and she goes by Tula Lote? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> sounds cool. It does sound way cooler. It sounds like a Hawaiian word. Yeah. It's like Tula Lote is Hawaiian for it palm does. tree or something. <laughs> palm tree. It's one of the, yeah. They have 40 different words for palm tree. And... I don't know what it means. I'll have to ask somebody about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just tweet to her. What does your name mean? She's like, I can't tell you. It's a secret. 
if you figure out the meaning of my name, I die. <laughs> oh like no! Rep- or she, she does look like a fairy. Oh, maybe you have to. She you she has to grant your wishes. <gasps> if oh, she's you like figure out the meaning of her name. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you say it backwards three times, <laughs> she has to grant you one wish. <gasps> But beware what you wish for, because it's one of those things where you get the bad version of your wish. She just sent me all her bad art instead. Yeah, it's like a monkey paw thing. Oh. You're like, I wish to have... That wouldn't be so bad. A million dollars, and then you get crushed by a, a billion pennies or something. Wait. Oh. How many million dollars would oh be? Oh my god, that would 100 be million pennies, 100 million pennies. Is that, yeah. a, that how many like, pennies yeah, it would right? be? 100 pennies and a dollar. Probably like that. Dollars. That would like crush the building. Yeah, then you would just yeah. die, but they'd be like, hey, you got your wish, idiot. <laughs> Monkey Should have wished for paw. something different. <laughs> but this, I, you okay. know. All right. <laughs> I w- w- wish uh, to go back to explaining what this book is about. Me too. <laughs> so it's set in uh, either present day or not too distant future. Alternate yeah. reality. It's mm-hmm. not super future. It's not in the past. In San Francisco. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Takes place in San Francisco after a uh, super conservative uh, group has taken completely taken over the government. Uh, sex is not, it's not illegal. Legal, but you do have to like fill out a bunch of paperwork and report on it. Right. You are a monitoring device. Yeah. Um, if you get caught having uh, like you know illegal style sex, <laughs> which presumably they don't really get into it, but I would guess that they probably are not super psyched about like uh, gay people and outside and, of marriage. I yeah, believe. Oh, true. You do have to you get have to, to have yeah. mass marriages. Yes. And uh, so yeah, it's like implied that it's uh, they don't explicitly mention that it's like a religious cult, but it's like a morality thing. Yeah. You know? For sure. And they've fully taken over the government. Um, it's interesting the angle that they use is that, like, there's also a female leader. So they, like, kind of use that, f- like, fake feminism as a, yes. a way to promote their hyper-conservative cause. Mm-hmm. And our main characters are a couple uh, that were formerly sex workers at this, like, giant sort of underground uh, sex club called The Dirty Mind right. in San Francisco. Yeah. Which catered to uh, everyone who's like sex positive, you know, in this weird repressed society. And as such was like a very popular, it looks like it was a very popular, very well attended place. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gets raided by the cops. They have to go on the run for a minute and then they sort of settle down and uh, lead a regular life in what is now, uh, you know, three years later, I guess, in San Francisco still. Right. And the former sex club has now been turned into the uh, government office of uh, the called the pleasure center where they regulate and monitor all sexual activity. Uh, the dude works for the pleasure center. The lady's currently unemployed and trying to find a job, yeah. but having a difficult time explaining the gap in her work history <laughs> yes. where she was a full time sex worker. Right. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this book. Me too. Um, I know that a lot of places aren't carrying it because of its imagery. Yeah, which you and know we do get a pretty like a pretty graphic and immediate sex scene, but I felt like it was like tasteful and reasonable. You know, it wasn't like yeah. pornographic. I guess. Yeah, I mean there it, there wasn't a very explicit I guess part in the beginning, but yeah. it was to show that they were sex workers and that it was a sexual club and yeah. like I don't think that. It was over the top. Yeah, and there are sections of saga that are as graphic yeah. or, or more so than what happened in the first issue of this, you yeah, know? So, definitely. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why. So, I mean, ugh. Yeah, I don't know why Who people knows? are like going over the top about it. Like, and it eventually really. turns into, it looks like it's going to eventually turn into a, uh, uh, not a crime, but like a mystery uh, detective. So at, towards the end of the first issue, 
the husband gets arrested. They raid right. the the house. They get arrested for like having like a sex toy. Yes, and unreported <laughs> sex. Uh, yeah. And the wife uh, comes home to find a bunch of uh, government suits in her apartment. She goes on the run. She fights fights one of them off with a high heel, pokes him in the eye with it. Yeah. And now it looks like she's going back to her old uh, the dirty mind, the new version of the dirty mind, which is further underground than it used to be. Yeah. Gonna enlist the help of her old uh, sex partners to try to get her husband back. Yeah. Um, and it's implied also that the sex community turned against her because her and her husband escaped when the place was raided, which made people suspect that maybe they were they the were ones that ran it. out. Yeah. Or, yeah, maybe they talked. And it's implied that the leader, that the, the, the main person who ran the sex club that everybody loved, uh, maybe got killed in the raid or yeah. was put on trial and executed and sounds like is no longer with us. Yeah. And I'm going to guess that's not the case, but we'll Ooh, see. I hope yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. Um, also... If you're like a fan of Bitch Planet yeah. or Sex Criminals or like books like that, I think you're really going to enjoy mm-hmm. this book. And the art kind of reminds me a little bit of Sean Phillips. Yeah, totally. Uh, the coloring, too, of Brett Weiser, like all of that. Um, so, yeah, I think if you like Brubaker, like all of that, that style of book really reminds me of that. So I think this mm-hmm. is definitely going to be a hit. They use the color palette is really cool too. Yeah, like the colors are the outside great. world is like sort of gray and beige and boring, and then you go in the sex club and it's like fluorescent, and cool, neon. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like they do a good job of setting the mood using the color palette. Yeah, I loved the colors in this book. Yeah, uh, they did a great job. Um, yeah, so I gave this two thumbs up. Yeah, sexy without shot. being gross. Exactly. Like using. Uh, human sexuality as a plot element but not being you know over the top or like salacious or like i said like no. not pornographic about it no or anything. it's normalized yeah they, that's the word yeah yeah it's just what people do mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> and also reflecting a little bit political in that they're sort of reflecting the current environment where conservatism yeah. is uh, resurgent and then this like sort of like handmaid's tale right. or what if mike pence got a hold of yeah. the white house mm-hmm. yeah ah. well that might pretty soon. We'll People are like excited about that too. I know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least it wouldn't be for long. Hopefully, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Maybe President Bernie will save us all. We'll all be <laughs> Bernie. Free birth control. It's gonna be tight. <laughs> oh, please God, let that happen. <laughs> I just went to the gynecologist. Oh, I know. Yeah, and they told me that my birth control would only be covered for twenty five percent. I'd have that sucks. Twenty five percent. God damn, man. Yeah, it's really expensive, guys. Yeah. President Bernie, save us all. <laughs> yeah, anyway. or maybe uh, uh, President Warren and Vice President Sanders. Would be yeah, okay either too. one. I, t- right. I take either. Yeah. <laughs> like, please God, please one of them save oh, us. Oh, I'm gonna have to have a root canal pretty soon. I'm. Uh, got a little yeah. tooth tenderness, and I'm dreading oh. going into the dentist because it's oh, like... Oh, my teeth. I don't let's not even get into my teeth yeah. besides all of my... I have. I need like four root canals. Yeah. And so. there's so many shady dentists out there. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Whatever One you do, don't go like to Western Dental. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chain? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> They've destroyed my teeth. Yeah. This is why I need four root canals. Yeah. So. I'm thinking about just going dentures. Just go full dentures. Let's yeah. just get it all over with. Oh, I would do that. I'll get some cool gold ones. It'll be tight. Oh, yeah. For sure. We'll get some vampire ones for Halloween. <laughs> It'll be dope. I want to move to Canada or Norway mm-hmm. or one of them that has full hair care. I would, health care, I would pull all of my teeth out and get all full implants. Yeah. I would do that in a second. Yeah. I would just like stay inside for six months. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Until... Do it during the winter when it sucks outside anyway. Oh, yeah. Totally. Ugh. Yeah. 
<laughs> Seems like a nice I dream. place. I dream of Canada. <laughs> uh, do you want to go through House of X? Um, or do you want to do Harleen Oh, do you want to do Harleen next? Yeah, let's do Harleen. we both read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new uh, DC Black Label book, uh, Harleen, written and drawn, I think, yeah. by uh, Ship and Shage. Ship and Shage. Ship and Shage. I think it's Steven. I think I'm close to getting it right with the Shage. Is it? <laughs> That's what I read somewhere. Really? I mean, I was there like a, was a pronunciation for no, it? But he said, say it like Sage, but with an S-H. Like his first name or his Shage. last name? His last name. Oh. Sajik? Sajik? Shajik. That's what the little thingy over the S means that you kind of like shishify it. Oh, I didn't even know there was that the thingy. That yeah. was the little... And the, the one over accent. the C, yeah, the one over the C means you shut up a little bit. <laughs> shut it up. But yeah, man, he All draws right. it. Does, did it. Does his wife color it, maybe? Probably. No, just no? straight up He's him. Doing just everything? story and art. That's awesome. Cover and variant cover. Well, it's beautiful. Yeah, and it we really got is, shorted. Man. 12 copies. That sucks. Which really sucks. He's so talented. He's so good. And sometimes I forget that a little bit because he gets, well, okay, you know, like he gets caught up in writing all those horny books, which <laughs> not really what I'm into. Like, no, and those are, like we were talking about, like sex, but they, I mean, they are sex positive. Sure, yeah, but totally. everyone kind of looks the same. Mm-hmm. And like, that, that's my one thing with yeah. his. He has a definite style for yeah. ladies that he wants to draw. And like, yeah. well, so that's yeah, whatever. And it was cool seeing but, him draw like a variety of different people, a variety right. of faces. He yeah. got some act, some cool action sequences in. Mm-hmm. He draws Batman. He draws the Bat plane at one point in a way that looks very dope. Yeah. And maybe a little bit reminiscent of the way Nick Dragata draws all the aircraft in... Uh, uh, what's it called? East of West. East of West. Yeah. yeah, with the kind of the with the feathered wings and stuff. Also, the looks like um, how the Wakandan uh, like fighter planes look in yeah. current Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And he draws old Harley. He does. Yeah, oh, there's a panel. Thank you. And a very handsome Joker too. He is a very it's handsome. Like, All Joker. right, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and the Joker's henchman look. Yeah, just everything about this comic looks awesome. Yeah, and so this is an origin story mm-hmm. of Harley, and so it's when she's still Harleen. Yep. Quinzel. 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 Yes. Yeah. yes. Um, and she's in Arkham Asylum. Um, yeah, and we meet her before that when she's yeah. like a psychologist or maybe a psychiatrist because she does talk about doing pharmaceutical stuff. Yes. So, but she's like studying. Uh, her, we meet her when she's interviewing a guy who ended up being like a war criminal who like right. blew up this hospital because mm-hmm. it, her thing, her area of specialty is studying how people's sense of empathy erodes as they're exposed to more and more like violence and tragedy and stuff. Right. And how to maybe prevent prevent that. So to prevent people from completely losing their sense of empathy and becoming violent sociopaths. Right. So she's doing great work, you know? Yeah. And having a t- real tough time with it because yes. it's not profitable work. And no. that's what's fucking her up. Yeah. And then eventually she does meet Joker. Yeah. yeah. Coincidentally, as she was yes. walking home after a particularly tough presentation that she didn't think went well, yeah. she gets sort of caught in the middle of one of the Joker and Batman's conflicts. Yeah. And there's a really cool scene where they have a... Uh, Joker, Batman has sort of dispatched all of Joker's uh, henchmen and is going after Joker himself. And they're fighting in this sort of lowered like pit area. And a bunch of passersby have sort of gathered around and everybody's like cheering on Batman. But in a way that they're clearly sort of reveling in the violence. And she gets caught up in it a little bit as well. Yeah. And it actually ends up like exciting her. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's like kind of where it starts for her. Is she gets like really excited by it, and ends up like haunting her. Mm-hmm. She's having weird dreams, some PTSD yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she gets hired by what's his name, Lucius, Lucius. the head of Wayne Scientific. Yeah, Fox. Lucius Fox, yeah. yeah, comes and finds her and is like, "Hey, 
Bruce Wayne is interested in your work and yeah. we want to fund it because Bruce Wayne wants to reduce crime, obviously. Right. And so she gets to go to Arkham and interview all of the super duper villains. Right. And we get a nice little shade drawing a bunch of cool Batman villains. Yes. <laughs> get a little killer croc yeah. in like a, in like a straight jacket and a muzzle, which is yes. pretty tight. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, he I, that was really cool that he got to like draw a little bit of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when she meets him again. And I really like this little scene where she's like, oh, he's not even going to remember me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that. <laughs> um, yeah. And oh, yeah. And Poison Ivy's there. That's when she yeah, Poison really, Ivy for the first time. And I love that version of Poison Ivy where she has kind of greenish skin yeah. and red hair. That's yeah. tight. Uh, and Mad Hatter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just a little bit of everybody. Uh, and that's when she like really starts going mad, too. And I like that. So I really like this origin story because it doesn't like over sexualize Harley. Mm-hmm. And it's not doing that whole Suicide Squad thing where she's like a stripper. Yeah. And yeah. Who just so. immediately falls in love with the Joker. Yeah. He's so twisted. Yeah. And like he really just gets into her head this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, they also have kind of like this shared like PTSD like story mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this first issue. Is this pretty much accurate to her previous like her current? Like in canon origin story, do you know? Because I don't really know much about the character. Like I um, well, only remember this is her more, from the this is closer, Yeah, well, that's what it's closer to. <laughs> oh, really? Ew, yeah, is Mad Love. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. The, is that the Paul Dini one? Yeah. Or Bruce? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sweet. I think I Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. Yeah. They wrote that together. Not. This is way close to that. Yeah. Uh, which I was. Which I love that story. Yeah. And that's more accurate yeah. to what she should be portrayed. I to. like that where they're more partners and it's less of the Joker controlling Harley, less of her being his sidekick and more of them having sort of a mutual yeah. uh, relationship. Well, and she does get obsessed with him and that, mm-hmm. that that's what happens though. And he controls her through that obsession. Yeah. Um, and it, be- and it does become abusive mm-hmm. eventually. Um, and, and, and that's how it should be played out, too. Yeah, true. You know? Not romanticized. Not romanticized. Yeah. Which is what it becomes in Suicide Squad yeah. and, like, in a lot of the comics, too. And then she gets, like, over-sexualized. Yeah. And then you see little five-year-olds wearing those little Woo. outfits at Comic-Con. And yeah. then you want to burn your eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what is that parent thinking? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, and Harleen, two thumbs up. We have two more issues coming so, out, too. Cool. They're going to do a three-issue one yeah. and then release as a hardcover like they did with Batman Damned. And like, are they Batman doing that damned. with everything? Oh, have you read the, I think we've talked about it a little bit, but the Superman, the Frank Miller Superman. Woo! Fuck. Oh, it's man. like comically <sighs> bad. It's so, how they released that. Yeah. I do not know. <laughs> Clark Kent becoming a Navy SEAL. <laughs> yeah, that on, is man. the dumbest thing I have ever heard. Oh, and then Batman Damn, you know, they censored it, right? Oh, did they for the hardcover? All yeah. Right. Well, so now that number one's worth a pretty penny. Oh, yeah, uh, nice. I think I might have one of those. Yeah, I think you do too. Maybe, I yeah. know I have one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I got the Jim Lee cover that I wanted, but I think I did get the I have the regular cover yeah. too, but yeah, Which, keep that in nice shape. Yeah, it's weird because it really, I guess, <laughs> yeah, Batman's penis wasn't like important for the plot, but no. it also wasn't gratuitous or. You know, no, it wasn't know. Like, like a hard, editing, you know, yeah, I feel throbbing. Like yeah, pulling it and editing it out makes it more, uh, I don't know, draws more attention to it than sure I think does. is necessary. Which, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess increase the value of it. So sure tight. did. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they never reprinted it either, remember? Yeah. So it's just those first prints. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and the other Black Label ones 
aren't the oversized uh, three issue, right? Like they're no, doing the only, Dark Knight thing. Yeah, they're doing a Dark Knight. Those aren't. Yeah. yeah they just all turned those to black label, I okay. think, because they're like, it's darker. Yeah. Know. Do we know yet <laughs> if the Wonder Woman one that Daniel Warren Johnson's doing I is going to be the oversized? Those are going to be. fucking better. Be. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he deserves an oversized book. Yeah, totally. So I think it will be, but I will keep my listening ears. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'll let you know. And I'm sure Justin will one. know. So I will, I will ask him. Um, okay. We'll do house of X really yeah, quick okay, and then some news. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've been, uh, we've been a little behind on house of X. Oh yeah. It's five seventeen. uh, house of X. So mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's try to catch up really quick. Okay. Let's just go through these timelines. So the last we left off, I think was like powers of X number four, maybe. Mm, yeah, I think maybe. so. So we basically, know that uh, Maura McTaggart is her power is that she uh, remembers things from her past life after she is re- excuse me reincarnated. Oh boy! Right, right, right. Yeah. So I think that was uh, Powers of X three or House mm-hmm. of X three. Okay. One of those. And we know that she's on her final life, but we don't know why or how she knows that. Right, right, right. Well, we do. Oh. No, that was from that psychic um, or the the telepath, whatever oh, the hell she was. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, that mutant. Um, okay, so in Powers of X four, if you guys are catching up or still reading, mm-hmm. don't listen to this because I'm going to spoil everything for you. Yeah. Um, that's when so Professor X goes to Bar Sinister. Nice. And land, land I guess, basically is yeah. where he is. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> um, we know that Mister Sinister was put in charge of the mutant cloning, the selective breeding proce- uh, project. Right. Yes. So in the X-Men year one, Mm -hmm. that's where he's hanging out. Um, So Professor X goes to him and or him and Magneto, him and Magneto are all teamed up Mm -hmm. and they go to Bar Sinister and ask him for his like gene program that he's okay because he has basically every they want every gene from every mutant ever. Okay. So all of the X genes, everything that covers, everything that controls a mutation. Yes. So basically have like a library of all the different powers. Yeah. That they can then combine any way they want. Yep. Potentially. Yes. Because um, remember, our sister, what, what's his powers? He can reproduce. Yeah, right, right. He can clone. Clone yeah. over and over and over again. So if they combine his powers with all of the mutant genes, they could just repopulate. Every oh yeah across the world ever because mm-hmm. what they're trying to do is repopulate. Yeah, all currently the mutants have been wiped out by the government, and yeah, most Genosha trying and to Scarlet completely. Witch and yeah. all of those things that have happened. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of crazy when you think about it. Like Hickman is basically trying to rebuild like all of what happened. Yeah, to the X Men with all the shitty things that Dean they've done. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. He really is yeah, going for like a full reboot. He really cool. is. But he's explaining everything instead of being like, hey, guys, like, I'm just going to do this thing and I'm not going to tell you yeah. about any of the things that I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. So he did that. Uh, and so that was really cool. I was just like, what the fuck? Oh, my yeah. God. That's what it, that's his big plan. Uh, but he's actually telling us what he's going to do. Um, and then we go to House of X five, mm-hmm. and then okay, so oh, that's Powers of X five, House of X five. So House of X five, there is a big okay. So in the back, remember we talked about the timelines, mm-hmm. and 
They give you that little reveal. So mm-hmm. House of X 2 was one of those red issues. Yeah. House of X 5 is also one of the red issues, which means oh. that's something big. Mm-hmm. Big is reveal. Happening. Big reveal. Ah, cool. Yes. So <clears throat> in this issue, um, Ap- Apocalypse is, is hanging around. Oh, the original Alpha Mutant. Right. Um, so he's been hanging out. Um, and there's that, again, the big reveal is basically mm-hmm. that he's going to be teaming up with Professor X uh. and um, the whole thing with Bar Sinister mm-hmm. is revealed and that they they are recloning and repopulating the original X-Men. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Every time. So no one will ever die. Yeah. Ever again. Yeah. But will they have the memories of their previous selves? Because of Moira Oh, shit. Right. They get her gene. Oh. It's crazy. Whoa. So now every (laughs) every mutant is now immortal. Yes. Sort of. Yep. Or that's the idea, at least. Whoa. Yeah. It's crazy. And I don't want to... There's a lot more in this issue, too, and I don't want to mm-hmm. like spoil all of it for everybody because you really everyone needs to read this comic because like yeah. i read this issue and i literally got chills i was like holy shit yeah. Hickman! my god how did you even think of this it's yeah. so crazy there's this whole thing on like you know they does those text pages of resurrection yep oh my which god. is great because it's like feels like you you do really get your money's worth with these with these issues like for 4.99 you get like three comics worth of information oh yeah in each issue so there was that X-Men Fabio Medina, who mm-hmm. was gold balls, who everyone thought was oh, right. like the dumbest X-Men yeah. ever. He could literally just make gold balls and throw them, right? Right. And bounce around and make a force field around himself. And- yeah. So Hickman took him mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah, this, this guy's real dumb. Mm-hmm. Instead, he decided to change his powers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, no, no, they're not gold balls. They're eggs. Oh. So he brought him in and he says... Uh, a mutant capable of producing a limitless amount of unviable biological eggs. Okay. Then he combines them with Kevin McTaggart, who's Proteus. Yeah. A mutant capable of warping reality and transforming uh, an viable egg into a viable one. Oh, so that's why all the mutants are hatching from those little eggs. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. And then he combines them with Joshua Foley, who's Elixir, mm-hmm. a mutant capable of biologically kickstarting the process of life, initializing a cell replication and husk growth. Cool. And then he puts that with Ava Bell, who's Tempest, a mutant capable of temporarily maturing a husk to a desired age. Hmm. And then Hope Summers, a mutant capable of enhancing and synergizing the other resurrection mutants' powers to ensure the success of each resurrection. Cool. So, yes. That's fun. <laughs> That's such a fun idea, like uh, being able to combine multiple mutant powers within one uh, mutant entity. Yep. It's nuts. Nice. So, man. yeah, it's actually explaining how people are coming back from the dead, which nobody has ever done before. Yeah, ever. in a reason, in a way that, like, makes sense within the context of this universe. Exactly. They always use some kind of, like, magic, or they're like, oh, we discovered a pit, the you know, like the yeah. Lazarus pit thing. Right, like, exactly. Oh, but we don't really know how it works, and we're not going to explain it. Yeah. But he actually, like, found, like, a, almost like a fake scientific, but, like, right, a but, blood of, like, scientific mutant reason yeah. to bring them all back. Yeah, that's awesome. Nuts. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, read, read those comics. <laughs> They're yes, so good. Keep up with them and read them in the proper reading order. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, we, maybe have some time. News real quick? Yeah, we have, have like six minutes for okay. some news. Spider-Man's back. Spider-Man's back. <laughs> <laughs> That's the number one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that didn't take long. So when he finally caved. Yeah. I think Tom Holland was like, well, I'm not going to be in your movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was like real serious about that. Nice. Good for he, him. Yeah. He stood up for Marvel because they were going to suck. Let's just, let's face it. Yeah. They're going to be real bad. is not good at making movies, really. No. I mean, they made well, the Spider-Verse movie. Yeah. And that was good. True. But that wasn't live action. Right. I don't trust them. Yeah. Venom sucked. Yeah, like, Venom was real bad. Yeah. And it had so many things going for it. I was just talking to somebody about that the other day. I think Tom Hardy was a good casting choice. Yeah. The Boston accent didn't make sense if you're trying to pitch him as like an aw shucks every man from the Midwest. But if you make him like a guy from the East Coast, fine. The same character. He was supposed still. to be from New York. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like the, I guess the original Eddie Brock was like a Midwestern guy, right? Yeah, yeah I think and so. And then, yeah. So like, yeah, great yeah. casting choice. Could have been a great Venom. Yeah. Um, cool that they brought in the cloning of the symbiotes and the government trying to use them as weapons and stuff. But without Spider-Man, Venom doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't like, make sense at all. Yeah. He needs the Spider-Man relationship to make him bond with Eddie Brock and say Eddie Brock and Peter Parker have the rival, you know, everything, yeah. you know, and, and for his power set to make sense and him to have sort of spider-like abilities also and a scary uh, spider logo on him. I also didn't him. believe him as a journalist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was like, mm. Eddie Brock doesn't make sense as a freelance. <laughs> I mean, maybe as like a stringer, like one of those like yeah, action yeah. guys or something. That, that would make sense. Who like used to be a stuntman and then he like got injured or something and then he like is now that book a fearless writes itself, action Jesse. photographer. Right to itself. Sense. They never explain why he's so jacked either. Like no. that dude has to really work out all the time. All and we the just time. have to eat so much and probably do steroids. That's you know, <laughs> Tom, it's not a big secret that Tom Hardy did a bunch of steroids to get ready for that, you know, all the movies oh, where yeah. he's super buff. Totally. Uh yeah, so I'm sure there'll be a Spider Man Venom Carnage movie oh, at some point. Thank God, man. That's, oh, a Tom Holland, Tom Hardy, Spider Man Venom movie. That would, would be, be so funny. good. It would probably be really fun. Yeah. Um James Gunn would be good for that too. Ooh, yeah. Speaking of James Gunn, mm-hmm. uh, I love his tweet. Okay, Suicide Squad, don't get too attached. That's yeah. his tweet. Uh, and there's like a million names on this post. Yeah. Uh, if the tweet would come up. Okay. David, okay, Dast McMillan? Mm, don't know who that is. Okay, I don't know who that is there. John Cena. Nice. Jai Courtney. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Casio. Nathan Fillion. Joel Kinnaman. Myling Na. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Flora Borg. Sean Gunn. Mm-hmm. Juan Diego Bato. Storm Reed. No, no, no. Pete Davidson. Isn't his life a mess right now? <laughs> yeah, I think so. All right. Well, who's he going to be? Uh,. Uh, Taika Waititi, what TV? Nice. Sorry, hell yeah. Uh, Alice Braga, Steve Ag, <laughs> Steve Ag, yeah, <laughs> and a member of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh, it'll be like when uh, when Rob Delaney was in uh, Deadpool. Briefly. Oh yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> uh, some of these names are really hard. Uh, Tina Shikajisi, hmm, don't know who that is. Daniela Melquire. Mm-hmm. Peter Capaldi, oh, wow. Julio Ruiz, excuse me, Jennifer Holland, Viola Davis, Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, and Michael Brooker. Wow. Yeah. That would be, that is an interesting, uh, like, strategy for a filmmaker to just be like, hey, you know, to just approach a ton of actors and be like, it'll be an easy one-day shoot. You'll get paid out pretty well because it's like a DC movie. So why not? You know, it'll yeah. be fun. It'll be easy. You'll get to be in a superhero movie. It won't tarnish your image as an actor because you're not one of the main characters and it's obviously you know you're just sort of being in there as a gag right so you know it's not gonna fuck up your career in any way nope 
And I'm just glad that he's doing the movie now. It's going to yeah, be like maybe this one will be good. So much better. It's got to be, right? It has to be better for sure. It has sure. to be better. <laughs> it could still be it could be shitty but still better than the previous one. God, right. <laughs> it was like D plus shitty instead of F minus shitty. Yeah. Uh also in TV news, um I know neither of us really watch those DC shows because mm. they're not very good anymore. Yeah, Doom Patrol was good, but that's yeah. Yeah, the one. Oh, I'm talking about C- I'm sorry, I should have specified oh. CW. Oh yeah, 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 yeah sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Uh, but Brandon Ruth is to reprise his role as Superman. Cool. But he's going to be the Justice Society Superman. Yeah, because now he's, he's adult age. He's like in his thirties and. I think he's in his 40s. Wow, for real? But he I looks guess, really young. Yeah, yeah. he always he's, looked very young in Smallville. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You're thinking of Tom Welling. Oh, yeah, okay. Who will Who's... also be... You don't know who Brandon... Brandon Ruth is from Superman Returns. Oh, okay. That guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. There's a lot of Supermans. It's very Right, confusing. okay. I was thinking Smallville Superman. They do look, some, they do look kind of similar, though. Yeah. They both have the same swipey black haircut. Mm-hmm, you got it. It's you a know, right? yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom Welling's like eight feet tall, though. Oh, right, and yeah. And Brandon Ruth is like... Does that yeah. look weird next to each other? I wonder if one of them has to stand on a box. Yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe. Or some the tall guy has to stand in a hole, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just stand in this man keep, hole. Have a, yeah. <laughs> a full-time person on set just digging holes for him to stand in. <laughs> Uh, Brandon Russo has uh, been filmed or photographed in the Alex Ross, like, Justice Ooh, Society like, suit. Is that the one that's, like, super bright primary colors? Yes. A, okay, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, like, the, the black on the... Yeah, yeah. Yep. Nice. On the S. It's really cool looking. Yeah, and then so Tom Welling will also be reprising his role as Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll be in the Superman outfit, but in the very last episode of Smallville, he did finally get to don the Superman outfit. Nice. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I am excited. I will watch that one episode. Yeah. <laughs> Give <laughs> it a over. Yeah. Give it a shot. Because I just can't stand Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I know there was something else. What else were we going to talk about? I don't know. Uh, let's see. What other movie news has there been? I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, so, well, the, the other Spider-Man was Madam Web's getting her own oh, movie yeah. for some reason. For some reason. Ma- this doesn't make any sense. Or, yeah. Has she ever been a popular character? No. no she's had like <laughs> six appearances, maybe. Literally. Like she's very much... And it kind of does it like she's a spider, but also she has psychic powers. Like, I'm not even sure what her deal is other than she wears that blindfold and looks scary. She wears a blindfold because she's blind, I think. Oh, okay. Well, that seems like it would be unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, I know. She already can't see. She already can't see. Oh, maybe it's because... She has her, scary eyes. Yeah, she's got those gross eyes. Yeah. Okay, that's But why? She's a fair. villain. Why does she care? Yeah, that's true. Maybe you she's sensitive to, to light. Scary. Oh, <laughs> yeah. maybe so, yeah. Yeah, I guess because... Is that, is that a blind thing? I don't know. I feel I very... Know. It could be, I guess. I guess. <laughs> if you still have light sensitivity. <laughs> I have to feel bad about saying, is that a blind thing? Yeah. Is that part of blind culture? <laughs> is being sensitive oh, to light no. still? <laughs> being good at piano and being sensitive to being light? Being good that, at piano? Yeah, like Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Just being good at instruments in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, were t- we were talking about earlier all the b- yeah, all the blind movies. Yeah, your too. hearing is increased. There's literally just a movie called Blind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Blink is another yeah. one. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, so it says originally created back in 1980 by Dennis O'Neill, mm-hmm. also known as just Denny O'Neill. Right. John Romita Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madam Web is an elderly clairvoyant woman 
uh, due to a neuromuscular disease, okay. is connected to a life support system oh. that looks like a spider web. That oh. makes no sense. I didn't know that's what that thing was. I thought she was just sitting in there because she wanted to be scary. I thought so, too. Huh, okay. Um, yeah, that's her thing, I guess. Sure. Does it say anything else about her? Yeah, and why uh, is she connected a Connected to a life guy? support system that looks like a spider web. The, 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 the report also names... Palak Patel as Sony's overarching executive producer for the films, assuming a Kevin Feig-esque role for Sony's universe of Marvel characters. All right. That's all it says. Huh. I guess we need to find out more about Madam Web. I don't remember. Actually, we have her first appearance, so we'll just have to go look at it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See what's what's going on in there. Yeah, I don't remember. It's not very good, I don't think. Anyways, they still have to make the Silver Sable and Black Cat movie. Yeah, true. I mean, they don't have to. Well, no one asked for they would, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one asked for a Silver Sable movie. Yeah. I do like heist movies. So maybe yeah, be, if it's one of those, then I'd be into it. Well, they were supposed to be a joint movie. Right. And then they split them into two. Oh. Which I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think they need to I'd for that. sure watch if it was like a over, like an all around like fun heist movie like Ocean's Eleven, but superhero. I'd be like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Ocean's Eleven, but within the Marvel Silver Cinematic Universe. Sable's an assassin, though. And oh. Black Cat is okay. a thief. Yeah, so maybe more like uh, Heat. Oh, in, yeah, that'd be cool. See, like a more serious version. Yeah, I would watch the, the shit could, out of like, that. And they play off of each other. Like one, yeah. you know, Silver, maybe Silver Sable's like trying to assassinate Black Cat yeah. or something. And or she's just trying to steal shit. Yeah, or they're like working together and right. Silver Sable keeps killing people when Black Cat really just wants to steal the stuff and they have yeah. like internal conflict about that. Maybe. Or... Black Hat steals from Silver Sable. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then she's just trying to kill her the rest of the time. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We just write the movie and send it to them. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. All right. <laughs> if you got to be at work in four minutes, we can bang something out. Totally. <laughs> Ooh, I do have Couple to go. pages. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Uh, that's it for today. Yep. I'm Jessica Valdoni. And I'm Jesse Hitt. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.